By taking this measured action, we will get Georgians back to work safely without undermining the progress that we all have made in this battle against COVID-19. I said, you make your own decision. I told him that. I said, you're not in the guidelines, but I'm letting you make your own decision. But I want people to be safe, and I want the people in Georgia to be safe. And I don't want this thing to flare up because you're deciding to do something that is not in the guidelines. Like it or not, the state of Georgia is reopening. Hello, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is The Daily DC. While there are other states across the country easing restrictions as well, Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia is front and center, issuing an order that businesses like fitness centers, bowling alleys, hair and nail salons, massage therapy centers can open up today. Despite that, some business owners are refusing to open their doors. Jamie Booths has been doing hair for over 20 years and owns a salon in Atlanta. But she says if she reopens, she can't guarantee the safety of herself or her customers. I'm a single mom and I have no income other than when I'm behind the chair doing hair. And I don't know that I'll be paying my mortgage or the rent on my salon this month. And I'm still not going to go put anyone's life in danger. So I'll just have to figure that out as it comes. But I believe in my heart that I'm doing the right thing by not going back to work yet. That was from our CNN town hall last night. This is a decision that clearly weighs heavily on the hearts of business owners, but also on some local leaders who want strict measures to remain in place. I'm honored to have one of those leaders joining me now, the mayor of Savannah, Georgia, Van Johnson. Mayor Johnson, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us here today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let me just start, if you don't mind, sir. I don't know if you've been out and about in the city on the streets today or if you're just hearing from people calling into you. But can you give me a sense of on this day where Governor Kemp's order is now in place? Are you seeing some businesses come back and what is what is their experience? Are customers coming in? Just what have you seen so far today as we're recording this podcast in the uh, early afternoon? What was the morning like in Savannah? Um, Still uh, very quiet. We have some businesses, as I understand, that will open. I've heard from a lot of them, even some of our um, finest restaurants, um, some of our outstanding stylists, barbers, beauty um, technologists, our manicurists, massage parlors, tattoo artists that have said that they're going to follow the science and they all feel that it's too soon to open. And certainly we're gratified by that. You're opposed to the governor's decision, is my understanding. You called it reckless earlier in the week. What is your message right now to the owners of these businesses in your city who are weighing whether or not to follow the beginning of this opening that Brian Kemp has, has put into place? Well, I think that the science has been very clear. Um, President Trump disagreed with Uh, Governor Kemp's reopening at this time. The science is very clear here in Georgia. Um, We are over 21,000 infections and over 800 deaths. Here we are just approaching um, 200 cases in in Chatham County uh, and six deaths. Um, We have the 14th highest infection rate in the country and around the seventh lowest testing rate. The phased-in operations were clear to us that you have at least 14 days of of flat hospitalizations or infections. We're still going up. 
um, and that there is mass testing, which we do not have. We've expanded it, but we're certainly not where we're testing uh, most people in Georgia. Um, that tells me that we are not ready to open. We have not checked enough of the boxes at this point. We also have 15 million visitors that come to Savannah every single year, discover Savannah, fall in love with Savannah, and um, we want them to come visit Savannah, but only when it's safe to do so. And right now, it's not safe to do so. You can mark me down as one of those lovers of Savannah. I love visiting your city. It's beautiful, and I can't wait for things to be open again so I can uh, visit again. What do you say to the people in your city, though, who are desperate for a paycheck about getting back to work, who understand there's a public health crisis, but also are dealing with an economic calamity, and they perhaps hear in Governor Kemp's decision to start this slow reopening, they hear a glimmer of hope, perhaps. What do you say to them? People comprise businesses, and we would rather a little short-term pain now than a barber, a beauty stylist, a a tattoo artist, a manicurist uh, to become infected, to infect others, and their business be closed indefinitely. Um, What I'm asking Savannians to do, and we'll be asking Savannians to do, is to create our own paycheck protection program. Find your, your, your barber, find your beauty stylist, find those folks and pay them in advance for your service. Um, that will help them um, to, to stay closed in the meantime, but yet still um, allows people to remain safe. There is no way. You're not, you can tell I have a lot of hair. <laughs> there is no way. Our listeners should know. I'm looking. I'm looking at the mayor on a video conference, and uh, he has no hair whatsoever. Just so everyone's clear. But but there's no way that you're able to uh, cut somebody's hair from six feet away. I mean, it's just no way to do it. There's no way to cut someone's nails or do um, a tattoo from six feet away. So we have to keep the faith here, but we have to follow the science. And and for us, we've been able to manage this relatively well, particularly because we canceled um, the second largest St. Patrick's Day celebration in the country. Um, We've been able to get ahead of the state as it relates to social distancing. Um, And now all of that is going for naught if people return to their old behaviors um, and and do like they've been doing. And so obviously uh, for public policy, it's a very dangerous predicament for us to be in. The governor still has a stay-at-home order in effect until April the 30th, yet we're opening businesses on April the 24th and the 27th. Have you spoken to your governor? Have you reached out to him? Has he been in touch with you? You obviously run a major city in his state. Has there been communication with the two of you about this reopening process? There has been no communication. As a matter of fact, um, we reached out. We sent a letter to the governor um, earlier on in this process um, because we were asking for really more comprehensive and coordinated guidelines among the state. The governor at the time said, well, he would leave it to the mayors and county commission chairmen and the communities to make their own rules. So we did. Then once we made the rules, he changed it, basically invalidating our rules. And even in this current order, he has forbidden um, cities like Savannah, cities like Macon, cities like Atlanta, cities like Augusta from um, enacting our own rules, our own local rules to keep our folks safe. And so obviously that is the extent of the communication we've had with the governor. Uh, It's unfortunate. um, And I would still love to have a conversation with our governor. Have you called him, sir? Have you reached out to him? We have not. Um, We have the Georgia Municipal Association. um, And again, we we sent a letter. We said we were open to to communicating with him. um, And again, um, we haven't heard anything. Um, We hear from the governor in terms of his orders. 
Um, and so uh, his orders have been very, very clear. We have the same constituents. We both care about our constituents. I know he cares about uh, businesses. I care about businesses too, but I also care about people. And if you don't have healthy, strong people, you don't have healthy, strong businesses. So why not just pick up the phone and call the governor? I think I'll do that after I get off the phone with you. I look forward to an update on that. You know, I mean, the fact of the matter is we're managing a pandemic here. We're managing a crisis here. Um, you know, the governor knows where we are. He has not communicated with but most of the governors that I've talked. I mean, most of the mayors I've talked to throughout the state. Um, and I guess given all this attention, um, you know, I guess he won't. He said earlier um, that he had been in constant contact with the White House. Well, I mean, that's good to know. But the fact is, I mean, we would love for him to be in contact with the folks here in Savannah. And about the White House contact, you noted the president, he's saying he never said that it was okay for Brian Kemp to go ahead opening up those few businesses. He just tweeted right before we started recording that neither he nor Vice President Pence never gave Governor Brian Kemp an okay for those few businesses outside of the guidelines fake news. Because uh, there were some reports that initially the president sort of gave the okay. I guess what the president said last night is that it's really up to the governor, but he's disappointed. He thinks Kemp is wrong and that it's in violation of the guidelines. What do you think is going on here between the president and your governor? I I don't know. And to be honest and frank with you, I really don't care. Um, At this point, we are trying to take care of people who live in Savannah, Georgia. And that's where my interests lie. Um, I am very interested in following the science. And the science says that we should have at least 14 days of flat or plateaued um, infections before we consider reopening. We are not there yet. So I'd want to put a fine point on this. You keep saying follow the science. Do you not think Governor Kemp is following the science? Do you think he's in direct violation of what the science says? And do you think he's putting lives at risk by having this reopening today? Well, I mean, I won't I won't necessarily go that far. But what I will say is that we've been in constant contact um, with the Georgia Department of Public Health, which part of the science we were following. Um, there was an abrupt about face when his health director um, basically said that, you know, she supported his recommendations. We understand the position she's in. She she works for him. I, I'm more inclined also to listen to people like Dr. Fauci and the White House as well. Um, the CDC, everywhere. There are cities that are certainly more apt and more prepared to reopen than than Savannah and states that are more prepared to open uh, than Georgia based on the science. Today, we are not prepared for that. Even the latest, there was a late, something I read recently that said that, um, that the earliest projections was that around June 18th. Well, we're quite a ways from June 18th. Again, my question is, are we sacrificing the baby for the bathwater? And can I just get a little more info about your city? How are your frontline medical workers doing? You told me, I think you said that there were six deaths. Where do you and your experts see the curve in your city going? Is it bending downward? And how are the people of Savannah holding up with this? Well, um, you know, the people of Savannah are resilient. Um, we have been around since 1733 when General James Oglethorpe came on a good ship and from England. Um, we have survived a bunch of things to include the flu of 1918. Um, so people in Savannah are resilient. 
Um, we have, and, and we reside in, the Ch- in Chatham County. Uh, Chatham County has about 250,000 people. Uh, Savannah is probably a little shy of 150,000 uh, people. Um, we have 199 cases, probably right around 200 uh, as of this hour, um, and six deaths. Um, we believe that is so because we have um, very early on issued stay-at-home orders. Um, we close public facilities, and we ask businesses to close down. Um, the reopening of this, certainly uh, for people who have been um, kept in their homes for quite some time, really encourages uh, social behavior, which is what we're trying to avoid. We've been very blessed that we have um, well over 700 churches in our community, and the vast majority of them have heeded our warnings, followed the signs, and they're not having services. Yeah. Uh, I want you to hear something a different Van said. Van Jones, my colleague here at CNN, said on the podcast uh, earlier this week. Give a listen. You're talking about places where literally it's the infection rate and the death rate is still rising. They still haven't even, with the shelter-in-place methods, gotten to that place of flattening the curve. It's a death sentence for communities of color that are uh, on the front lines of this thing already and have the least ability to deal with it. What do you make of that comment, Mr. Mayor? Oh, who am I to to disagree with the great Van Jones? Um, but uh, on the other end of it, I think that's been our experience. He, he did it very abruptly. We are not prepared. Um, our businesses were not prepared. We want them not to rush to to open um, for the sake of economic feasibility and economic expediency um, while sacrificing not only the health of themselves, but also their customers. Again, you know, there are people who work in these places. My last question for you, and you just referenced it a little bit, about the churches in your community that you said they are following these guidelines. And, you know, I know your faith is very important to you. What is it like at a moment like this where people in your city are dealing with this challenge, but that traditional place where you may go to find some solace and some comfort is is not available? I'm wondering how you think people are able to still tap into their faith at a time that they may need it more than ever, but it's not available in the usual fashion? Well, I think that's the wonderful thing about faith. I think, um, to me, um, this has allowed us to really get to the essence of what faith and spirituality is really all about. Faith has never been about a building. Faith is about a connection. It's about a spiritual connection. Those connections are available to you no matter where you are. Um, if you're in your home, if you're at work, if you're walking down the street, those connections are available to you. And so hopefully people are rediscovering those connections. Our houses of faith, our churches, our mosques, our synagogues and temples have really become a lot more adept in getting a message across um, and then become very creative in doing that. And I'm hoping that people will embrace that. Um, we'll be together soon. We just can't be together right now. And although we might be socially distanced, we're still spiritually connected. Mayor Johnson, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And promise that you will come visit Savannah and promise Mimi that Mimi will come visit Savannah. We are waiting for you to come. I promise you I will visit. I'll talk to Mimi about her travel plans, our excellent producer of this podcast. But there's nothing keeping me away from that back in the day bakery in Savannah. It's like one of my favorite places I've ever had in any city. I just love that bakery. Well, we're looking forward to you coming back and and seeing um, Savannah when it's safe to do so. Take care, Mr. Mayor. Thanks.
and a special thanks to our listeners as well. Remember, we publish a new episode every weeknight, so please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. While you're there, consider leaving a rating or a comment. It helps people find the show. And if you want to tweet about this podcast, please do so using the hashtag TheDailyDC. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you here next week. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.